The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, January 20th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I know, I know, uh, the season is over for the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't hurt any less when you say it. Several days later, and I'm sorry to report that it is going to not hurt any less when we say it several weeks later, several months later. This one hurts different, and um, and the the mood is really down. The vibes are really down, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Full disclosure, I don't have any notes in front of me, no nothing. I've been so excited for this episode, mostly from like a personal standpoint, because it's just you, me, the microphone, and Bear sitting on the couch in my office. That's it. We're just here to talk, and... You know, I've said a lot of things. If you listen to our shows here on the network, you you know, maybe you heard me in the post game show. Maybe you heard me on the seven five zero with Tony on Tuesday. Maybe you heard me on the roundtable Tuesday evening. Uh, maybe you heard me on the NFC's mixtape on Wednesday. I do a lot of podcasts. Um, that's not obvious, but um, I am so upset, and I have a feeling you are too. And I I, I think I think that this loss is different. I think it is worse and it's more defeating and it's more deflating. And I know you're thinking like, RJ, the hell man, like we're two minutes in, what, what are, what are we going to do? And like, I think we need to have this conversation because I think the off season is going to be different. You know, I was going to say different and difficult, but I think maybe, you know, there's a combination, there's a word there. If I could speak goodness, if I, this is going to be difficult and different. And, so early in the week on Monday, I tweeted out some moments from recent Dallas Cowboys history, um, starting in 2006. The Romo bobble in Seattle, that happened. Um, you know, I know we have people of all different ages here that listen. And so you know, there's a chance you're around my age. There's a chance you're younger, older. Obviously, you know, welcome to the way time works. But that game happened. The Romo bobble in Seattle, my junior year of high school. I will never forget that. And so... You know, some of those things happened when I was at a really impressionable age. And so, you know, that's when you're when you're at that point in life, that's where these these, you know, things like, you know, you remember more things, right? Like there's really impactful moments in your life. And so 
I don't know why. I mean, part of it was that I could only fit so many things in, in my tweet, you know, because of the, the number of characters you're allowed. But I was thinking about all of the, like, horrible losses that the Cowboys have suffered, which, unfortunately, there are a lot. And I do think this one hurts more deeply. And there's a reason. I think. I think I've come to the conclusion as to why. So, if you'll allow me and forgive me, 2006, Romo bobbles it in Seattle. I have no idea why he's still holding for extra points and field goals at this point in time, but whatever. That's super painful. But that was also kind of... You know, there was a lot of hope to that. You know, there was a lot of like, you know what? We really were playing with some house money here anyway. I mean, it was frustrating that the Cowboys didn't win the division that year. But, you know, there was hope that, okay, we've got the guy. You know, obviously we've got the first guy since Troy. You know, every you know we've got hope. And that was justified the very next season in 2007. They go, you know, 13 and 3. I mean, you you know all these things. But, you know, again, we're just we're just talking here, you know. We just we got a you know maybe you got a cup of tea, cup of hot cocoa. It's cold outside, um, you know. And and there was such a power to that. There was such a an, an uplifting cheer to that season in two thousand seven. Again, like looking through my own personal lens here, um, because if you were somebody who believed in Tony Romo, that year kind of really justified it for you. And then the Cabo trip happens. Even before the Cabo trip, the Jessica Simpson moment. Uh, Brian Westbrook takes the knee. You know, they go to Cabo, they lose of all, you know, to all teams, the Giants and the Giants going to win the Super Bowl. And that sucked. And and it sucked because, you know, I'm I really believe and this really hurts to say. I really believe the Giants and the Eagles have won the Super Bowl in some of the coolest possible ways. You know what I mean? Like it would be sick to say we stopped Tom Brady and the Patriots from going undefeated. That would be sick. And similarly, it would be sick as an Eagles fan <clears throat> to say, we took the GOAT's absolute best shot and we beat him. That would be so cool to say. And so that, that sucks. Like, <laughs> that sucks that we have to, you know, that we have to live in, in, in a reality where that's the case. But so 2007 happens. It's devastating. It's only become more devastating as, as we've, you know, come farther and farther and farther away in time. By the way, this year, this fall, will be the 30-year anniversary of the 1992 Dallas Cowboys. I know that's crazy. And I, I've told you before, I like to look at time in a weird way. That 2007 season is the halfway point. That's 15 years ago and 15 years after the 92 season. That's just so crazy to me, the way time works. But So 2008, I didn't include in my tweet, but it did have the 44-6 to loss. Although, I mean, as devastating as that was, and it really was, I think the Cardinals' loss was much more deflating because Romo got hurt and Matt McBriar got hurt and, you know, everything terrible happened. Um, and I would honestly say the, the more, like, defeating loss in 2008 was the final game at Texas Stadium. And so, but, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. That sucked, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 2009 was a fun year. Cool. You beat the Eagles in the playoffs. Awesome. You got, you know, destroyed by Brett Favre's Vikings. 2010 was bad, whatever. And I've said this to people before. I actually believe, and I promise, I'm going somewhere with this. I know I'm putting you through a bunch of misery right now. I honestly believe that not enough fun is made of the Cowboys for what happened from 2011 through 2013. I mean, they literally got to win and end games three years in a row and lost them all. That in and of itself is ridiculous. But they lost them all to their division rivals, to each of them. The other three rivals literally took turns 
beating the Cowboys in win and in games. And what's more is the first one of them, the Giants, when they won the Super Bowl again. I mean, you know, if, if you're someone like me who thinks the Giants are this terrible organization and that they lucked, they fell backwards into two Super Bowls this century, those only happened because they beat the Cowboys in pivotal moments in each of those two seasons. And so it's really frustrating. And so 2014 happens, and it's a really special year, and we all hold it so close to our hearts uh, because of what it meant for Tony Romo. And, you know, it was kind of, you know, that was another really, like, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, impactful season, you know, impressionable season, et cetera. And Des catches it, and we're devastated, right? You know, we're super devastated, especially because we're all saying if, if they go to Seattle, they win, they won in Seattle, blah, blah, all that stuff. So 2015's awful, it's terrible, you know, whatever, we don't have to relitigate that. 2016, Jared Cook, third and 20, Mason Crosby, I, you know, I, I didn't have enough characters for all this, but, you know, I did say Jeff Heath's, I don't know how that's not a fumble, this, the stupid pass that goes, like, through the two-inch gap or whatever, I know it wasn't two inches, but, you know, when Sean Lee's in coverage, just, you know, I just, the, the, the ridiculous penalty on Bryce Butler, I mean, that game was super defeating, and the fact that that is still Mike McCarthy's last playoff win is just salt in all these wounds. 2017 is kind of hard to make anything of, and 2018 was a fun year, but 2018 is really comparable to 2009 for me. I mean, it was a fun year, and they won a division you know, title. They won a playoff game. Awesome. Uh, and then they lost, and it was really just frustrating, and then we, we kind of figured, okay, they, they figured it out. They're going to be better. And then 2019, super disappointing, whatever. In 2020, we're all gassed up. We're all hyped up. New team, new roster. Everyone's loving the draft. Everyone's loving the head coach. Everyone's loving all the moves, and then Dak gets hurt, and it's all lost. And so this year, all right, this is different, and this is, this is where I want to get to here, why this hurts so much. A lot of people have been in my mentions all week long. I've taken a lot of heat because, RJ, you backed Mike McCarthy. You were in on him. You supported him. You believed. And I tell you what, I I maintain everything I said. I really do. I think that there was a point where Mike McCarthy was not getting enough credit, where Mike McCarthy was improperly being evaluated, where a lot of people were holding on specifically to their priors in order to, you know, evaluate Mike McCarthy I think people were, were just waiting for the shoe to drop if it ever did obviously it didn't but waiting for the shoe to drop to aha I got you and that did happen to be very clear but the, you know this season we talked about this we talked about so many times they were different they they were different and that that's why this that's part of why this hurts because they did things that Cowboys teams who we know never did right this the Cowboys never went to New England and won I know it was Mac Jones or whatever but like they never did that they never ironically withstood a game with all sorts of penalties and won and they did that they never ever I mean I mentioned 2020 and 2010 I mean in 2015 they never ever won a game without their franchise quarterback especially one a, a situation that they designed themselves they purposefully said we're not going to play Dak Prescott okay great and they did that and so you know, obviously things broke and everything fell apart and the signs were there. We talked about it. I mean, I don't think anyone was oblivious to the fact that the offense wasn't playing well. I don't think anyone was oblivious to the fact that there were a lot of penalties. I think the Cowboys were. I think the Cowboys were. I think they, they lulled themselves into some sort of false truth that this that <clears throat> that their flaws were, were only because officials hated them and, and officials were out to get them. But the reason that this hurts more and the reason that you like me are likely more defeated than you have been 
after other playoff losses is because all of those, all of those things, like I have just described all of these moments, all of them had a moment, all of them had a reason, right? All of them had something that we could say, that was why, that needs to be fixed. That's the one thing. As soon as we take care of that, we're good. With Dez, you know, if he catches it, we're good. So like there's there's reason to believe, there's hope. There is, there is a heartbeat here that can be salvaged. It does not feel like that. This team, unlike any other team that lost in a playoff game, <clears throat> just got outplayed and they got outplayed and they got outworked and they got outcoached and what's more the truly disappointing thing is that afterwards they pointed a bunch of fingers there were no levels of self-accountability and that's what's concerning right like because we we all had these moments of we've had all these people to blame right we've had all these people to say well you know it's Scott Linehan right when when Scott's gone the offense is going to be great right like Scott's the reason why as soon as he's gone things are going to be great my uh my alarm's going off that's uh you know hey like I said, it's just you, me, and a microphone and my alarm on my phone. Um, but when Scotland is gone, it's going to be great. When Wade's gone, when Garrett, as soon as Garrett's gone, oh, man, we're going to free the Cowboys. Everything's going to be great. And so now we're turning it into these other little things, right? When 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 the Zeke contract is over, when they can get out of that, you know, when, whenever Kellen Moore's gone, like – there, there isn't that because it's the whole team right now. Like the, the the one thing I think to feel proud of right now, and I'm not trying to be too harsh on that, but the one thing to feel proud of about the Cowboys is Micah Parsons. That dude is is the lion, the king of the jungle. I mean, he is good to go. We can bank on that. But outside of that, like everything else has a level of question. And that's maybe why we're so rocked. Even Dak Prescott, you know, in the lowest moments of his career so far, prior to this season, obviously last year had the injury. But there was always the he's elite. I'm telling you, it's the signs have been there. We, we you know we've we've discussed a billion metrics, right? Like there, he's there, and obviously had the poor moment after the game and since apologized, but played really badly. And I think you know I tweeted this out too, and I don't think that there. I actually I'll rephrase. I think there are Cowboys fans who don't want to come to terms with something, and that is. All the Cowboys, the players who we primarily believed in, the ones who we backed the most, and and we love them all, but Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, some people back, you know, Zeke Elliott in the offensive line, whatever, they got the ball down by six with two minutes and 42 seconds left and three timeouts. Yeah, they had to go 84 yards. Yeah, that's a long way to go, but they're supposed to be the number one offense in the NFL. And not only did they not do it, they barely did anything. They ran six plays. And only one of them was for positive yardage. It was the Dalton Schultz 38-yard catch. They ran with the season on the line. I mean, like, how many times do you you see players in, in any sport say, you know, I just I want the ball, I want I want the shot. I, you know, everybody says I dreamed of this moment as a kid, whatever. That was it. Like that was literally it. I mean, you know what I was thinking about, and, and obviously Tony Romo was on the call as fate would have it. I was thinking about the the final drive that the Tony Romo led, and this isn't to say that Romo is better than Dak. That's not the conversation I'm having. But I was thinking, okay, we're about to have the moment. Do you remember when? So Romo goes down. They, you know, Jason Witten has his his Y option that Jason Garrett so beautifully described when he retired the first time on fourth down. The Cowboys move, move, move. Romo throws the go-ahead touchdown to Terrence Williams. And then the Cowboys hold on. Shout out to Marcus Lawrence. They won the playoff game. But do you remember after Romo threw the touchdown to Terrence Williams to take the lead, he was on the ground on his belly with his arms stretched up, both of his arms. And people called that Romoing. Remember, that was like, that was back when people used to do things like that, uh, which <laughs> says a lot about how far society has gone. Come. 
in uh, in seven years. But I thought about that in that moment as the Cowboys got the ball back. I thought this is the moment where like Dacking is born. Like Dak's gonna lead this drive and gonna have this and bam and you know whatever. Maybe they'll lose in the division around, but it didn't happen. And not only it, it would have been one thing if they go and they're trying and they're moving and they're grooving and whatever, and you know they just fall short. Maybe somebody drops a pass in the end zone on fourth and goal. But man, they barely they they didn't even get off the ground. I know. I mean, I know they had the thirty yard gain to Dalton Schultz, but they didn't even get off the crown and that is disappointing I mean they can sit here and they will sit here and this isn't to say that they're trash or anything but they will sit here and they will tell us in training camp and preseason let's say you know we we just want that moment we just whatever you had that moment you had it you had it right there you had the moment and you you failed I mean and that that's a hard pill to swallow and I think that's what it comes down to we've been able to kind of talk ourselves into false realities with other playoff exits. You know, man, if the third and 20 doesn't happen, you know, the Cowboys go down and score again, right? Like, we, there's that if, right? If, if they rule it, if Des catches it, they score, maybe they hold on, right? There's, there's these ifs. There, there's no if here. There's no if because it was all, the proof is out there. The proof is out there that they were not good enough, and that has rocked us to our core. We don't know how to handle that, and... You know, I think we've reached a place where it's another one and another one and another one and another playoff loss and another one, you know, another crazy we're the only team to lose at home in the wild card round. Like, I mean, it's, it gets exhausting to be the meme, right? It really does. It gets exhausting to be the joke. And yes, there will be times this coming, you know, off season and season where we'll gas things up, we'll get excited because it's it's sports, it's the Cowboys, it's passion. But I, I think, I think I speak for you again. I think that we we've been a little scarred. I really do, and, and and I think this one has that's I think it's cut us a little deeper than anything else. And I think that we can't. I, I think what's been violated here, what's been compromised, is our ability to trust them. That's that's why this hurts so much. Is because they could be six and one, they could be eight and one, they could be ten and zero, they could enter December undefeated next year, and we will be terrified about what's to come in the wild card round. We will, right? Like, I mean, they could go up against the, I mean, I don't know. They could go up against Jalen Hurts Eagles next year in the wild card round. We'd say we lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like, like there, there is, I, I mean, this this sounds obvious, but we, we are now at a place, and this, this felt irrational, right? Because like, people say this like, well, I'm not going to trust them until they win the Super Bowl. And that, that is irrational, but on one level, obviously. But we are now at this place with them where we can no longer trust these regular season accomplishments right and because they seem to prioritize them and that's what's frustrating you know one of the obviously I had a problem personally with you know the comments after the game you know everybody pointing fingers at refs I, I think that's lame I know a lot of you agree I know some of you feel like the officials need to be called out whatever I think it's lame that they called them out all season I think that they never took accountability for anything whatever but arguably the worst thing that anybody has said that any, anybody who's taken a podium, who has stood behind a microphone in front of a camera, arguably the worst thing that anybody affiliated with the Dallas Cowboys has said so far in the last, today's Thursday, so Monday, Tuesday, when the last three going on four days, has been what Mike McCarthy said about Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Zeke Elliott comes out, and I've talked about this in different shows already, and says right away, you know, hey guys, I've played the season with a torn PCL. Okay, Zeke, you know, you were telling us you were fine, but now... Now you got the torn PCL? And I'm not denying that it existed, but, you know, Zeke had no problem not talking about that when the season was going on. But, okay, Zeke, so thanks for looping us in. In case you didn't see, 
Mike McCarthy on Wednesday in his postseason press conference acknowledged that this was true, and he said that Zeke Elliott tore it in week four against the Carolina Panthers. Why was he not rested? Now, I know that some doctors are coming out and saying, you know, there's nothing, you know, rest can't really help, whatever, this and that, whatever. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, so, like, I'm not going to pretend to, you know, understand the, you know, physiology involved here. But not only was Zeke not rested, the very next week after he partially tore his PCL, the very next week, Zeke got 21 carries, which was the most he ever got throughout the season. And I tweeted this out. You can literally look at his his stat sheet this year, and you can see how everything dropped off. Never hit 100 yards again. The most yards he had again after that break point was 87 yards in the regular season finale on the road against Philadelphia, which, by the way, if you're the Cowboys and you believe, a lot of us will disagree with you, but you believe that Zeke Elliott is the best runner on your team and you know he has a partially torn PCL and that you're going to be hosting a playoff game next week, why are you giving him 18 carries in what is effectively a meaningless game? Now, the answer, I mean, you know, and we're all assuming here, let's like, we got to add this qualifier. It's an assumption. The answer, the assumed answer, he's got to get his thousand yards. That's it. And that is the problem. And that's why that's why we can no longer trust this, right? When if they're five and zero in the NFC East, if they're ten and one next season, because that might be the goal, right? There are some that might be a goal, and that's just not what we're about anymore. You know, we've seen this. We all have. I'm sitting here in my office. I got what four, five, six division and NFC East championship caps. I'm tired of NFC East championship caps. You're tired of NFC East championship caps. I'm tired of you know thousand yard seasons or whatever. There is more at stake, and it doesn't seem like the priority is about that. Think about this for a second. Now, you know, again, some doctors saying that rest really wouldn't help that. They had no issues resting Tony Pollard, not only twice on the season, but in that game specifically. Tony Pollard didn't touch the field. He was put on ice in preservation of the wild card game. Why not put Zeke Elliott on ice? Why not have Corey Clement, you know, take the ball? Jaquan Hardy had everybody score, obviously, in that game. Why not have everybody else do this? Why do you have to take the chance with Zeke when he has a partially torn PCL? What's more is not only did the Cowboys put Tony Pollard on ice, twice this season they put Dak Prescott on ice you know like they were so willing out of confidence in where the season was going they were so willing to play a game without their star quarterback that they rested Dak Prescott in Minnesota so why couldn't they rest Zeke Elliott why I mean and 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 look like I said I have defended Michael McCarthy a lot I am I'm out. I mean, I don't I don't have a defense. I don't have a defense for the Zeke decision. I don't have a defense for the quarterback draw play. I don't have a defense for what they did after the fake punt. I don't have a defense for how they have yet and he has yet to really take any accountability here. I fear that, you know, because we all said, you know, hey, you know, it was Aaron Rodgers. Look at this. It was Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, we believe. And a lot of those things were true and fair and valid at the time. But it's starting to feel like everybody else was right. And that's a really disconcerting feeling. It's starting to feel like we were sold a false bill of goods. And that's really disconcerting. It's starting to feel like we are the meme again here. And you know what's going to happen. I like, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen. Is the San Francisco 49ers, who just outcoached and outworked Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys, they are very clearly, because we are the meme, they are going to go to Lambeau Field this Saturday and they're going to get blown out 
by the team that fired Mike McCarthy and has proven year after year after year, this being the third one, that they are better off for it. And we are going to have to live with that reality yet again. And we're going to have to sit here and say, man, the Packers have made it to three straight NFC Championship games since firing Mike McCarthy. Who knows if they win it? Cowboys are 0-1 in their only playoff game, and they lost to a team that the Packers just beat. I mean, that that's I mean, tell me that that's not happening. Tell me that that, that self-fulfilling prophecy doesn't, you know, uh, come true and, and come together here. And so this has just kind of been, you know, a soapbox episode. I realize that. I get that. And that's kind of why I was excited. I was excited to get on my soapbox. But this one hurts a little bit deeper. And, you know, I think like the really bad seasons suck, you know, 2010 and and 15 and 20 but the off seasons are a lot of fun because in those off seasons the off seasons that follow it's it's okay it's over thankfully that is over we are done we never have to talk about that ever again how do we fix it right and obviously last year we got a top 10 pick you know how are we going to fix it whatever this and that blah blah that's a lot of fun right now it's how do we fix this like it in in fact it feels like it's only going to break more because, man, are they going to be able to keep Dalton Schultz and Randy Gregory and Brian Anger and Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson and Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins and J. Ron Curse? Like, they're going to be able to keep all these guys? No, probably not. I mean, how are they going to go about this? Like, you know, what are they going to do at 24? I mean, you know, they're going to take – I mean, who knows? I mean, like, it's it's such a it's such a, a larger crapshoot when you're in this spot. That's, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the game. And, you know, other teams find ways. And I think we all right now just doubt that the Cowboys can and it's because they've hurt us they've hurt us deep and so um I don't know I don't know where we go from here I mean you know maybe tomorrow I wake up and you'll wake up we'll feel better maybe you know Saturday will feel a little bit better Sunday a little bit better after the Packers go to the title game Monday will feel a little bit better you know and every little day will feel a little bit better but right now it's really hard to see the light at the end of the Cowboys tunnel right now it feels like we are just trapped in the darkness and the unsettling part is that it feels like they enjoy that and not like in a, I want to go to sleep, you know, make it dark way, like in a, you know, this is void of hope way. Um, and so that's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, it, it's really tough. I, I do believe because th- those other playoff losses, they, they had things that, that you could, we could, and this sounds harsh, but we could lie to ourselves about, right? We could lie to ourselves and say, if Dez caught it, and that's not to make light of the Dez catch, but they had these moments that, that we could use to, to at least these lifelines, these, you know, life preservers that we could use to coddle ourselves at the very least, right? Like they were obviously objective, you know, uh, you know, data points as to how that game could have gone different, but there's nothing here. There is nothing. In fact, this game should have been worse. I mean, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo hits Brandon Ayuk on third down, if he doesn't throw a terrible interception, I still don't know how Debo Samuel doesn't pick up that first down at the very end, but the review makes it fourth down. If Trent Williams is on false start, I mean, the 49ers went out of their way to give this game back to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys still couldn't do it. They still couldn't, and that's why we're so upset. That's why we we feel so let down, and it's because they let us down. That's why. Not because something happened, not because there was a weird call, a weird moment, bad official, whatever. It's because the Cowboys let us down. They let us down, and what's lost in that is they did lift us up. That's what happened. They didn't. It wasn't. We didn't just start here. They, you know, they hurt us. They hurt us because they made us feel safe. They made us feel like guys. We can do this we can win without Dak Prescott we can win defensively we can take the ball away we can score on defense we can we can have a punter who's awesome we can block punts they made us feel that way and it was valid and it was fair and it was true and it was real and then it wasn't and that's where we are
we'll get through it. We will. I promise. I promise. I promise. Um, so yeah, that sucks. Um, I'm curious for who you're rooting for, um, to win it all. I think if I ranked the teams in, in terms of what I would most like to what I would least like, I would love the Buffalo Bills to win. That's probably, that's my number one. My number two is I would love my, my, my top three. My number one is easily the Bills, but two and three, I can swap them are the Bengals and Titans. I just want to see somebody who's never won it. That's super cool. I would love to see that. Um, you know, mostly cause I'm, I'm sad that the Cowboys can't add to their total, but I would love to see that. So that's my top three. Number four, um, I'm, I'm I, Tampa and Kansas City are kind of a push to me. Whatever. I'm cool with either one winning. That's fine. Um, after that is probably the Rams, although that would be annoying just because everybody would freak out about Sean McVay. And I honestly don't know who I want to win it less between San Francisco and Green Bay. Um, Green Bay would be really 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 frustrating um for a lot of reasons um green bay would be a tough pill to swallow san francisco would hurt you know i think some cowboys fans might you know say well you know at least we lost to the champs you know whatever i mean that take would be out there and some people would say nah screw that i don't want you know the niners to get to six before the cowboys well breaking news the steelers and patriots already did it i mean so that does. I, in fact, I'll put the Niners above the Packers for me because the, the getting the sixth thing doesn't bother me at this point anymore. Like the Cowboys deserve to not be first. They deserve. They've had twenty now six years to add to that number, and they haven't. Twenty six years. I mean, like that drought is old enough, and then some to rent a car, you know. Um, and so, it's tough. It's tough cookies. But um, so I'll take this weekend the Titans. Niners, Bucks, and Bills. Those are my picks. We'll see. Um, I said this already on our post game show, and we're not going anywhere. You know, I'll be, I'll be here. You know, podcasts will be here. You know, so I know this sounds like a bye, but it's not. Um, but since it is the kind of like tying a bow episode, uh, tying a bow on the season episode here of this show of the Ocho, I do really so appreciate everybody who listens and who has listened to me over the years and um who's listened to me at different places and and has followed me um I can't believe this is my job I can't believe I get to do this every day I I just am so inordinately inordinately blessed um this was a very unique year for me and my my family my wife and I obviously our son was born and so um I never thought that I would be somebody that would share that with random people on the internet but um you all are like family to me and so um so I appreciate you being there and um it was a fun ride, a fun ride, but um, it's time to uh, get started for or get started on and get ready for the next one. Um, that's the beauty of it all. It's the beauty of it all. We get off this ride, you know, have a funnel cake and, and get ready for the next one. So, uh, yeah, that about does it for this week's edition of the Ocho. Like I said, back next week. And we'll have some changes, by the way, to the podcast lineup next week. We'll announce those on Monday. So um, don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything. So you're good. But um, I hope you have the best day ever. I really do. I hope you have the best day, best week, best month, best year, best anything, everything of all time. Seriously, um, I really do. And uh, you know why? Because you deserve it. Thank you so much for joining us now and always. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.